This is a Pain Coaches Podcast. I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. And you are listening to Episode 3, Clean Pain versus Dirty Pain. Do, 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 do. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 3. Before we get into it, we just wanted to remind you guys that we offer one-on-one life coaching sessions. You can get your first one free. We'll take a deep dive into whatever you have on your mind, or we can answer your questions about the model. Anything we want. Just hit us up, send us an email. We're at info at thepaincoaches.com or jump on our social media pages. We're at the pain coaches. We'll get you hooked up with a free coaching session. Coaching yourself is really fun, but being coached by someone else is amazing and totally life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What's the weather like in Montana right now? It is really windy and really cold, which my brain is having a lot of resistance to because we basically didn't have winter this year. It was spring all winter, and now it's the middle of March, and all of a sudden we're getting these crazy windstorms and super cold temps. Yesterday, the dogs and I went for a run, and I was self-coaching myself the whole time. I am a human. I was designed to run. I was designed to withstand wind. I was just coaching myself the whole time. It was ridiculous. How long was your run? 2.8 miles it ended up being. So Um, yeah, you were being a little dramatic. Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, that's what my brain does. It's just dramatic. That's why we have the self-coaching model. Well, it's funny because yeah, I wouldn't even attempt two miles. I hate running. And that's just yeah, a thought. Yeah, but that's just but. a thought. Yeah. yeah. Your preferences are not facts. They're not circumstances. That's just your thought. And your preferences are all a choice. I mean, not that you need to change right. anything. but It's like can... not that you have to be a runner if you don't want to be a runner. But no. Yeah. But if you wanted to be, but you are telling yourself that you're just not and you just hate it, but you wish that you didn't hate it, well, you could love it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know what you don't know. Well, the weather here, I'm in South Texas and it is hot. It's, well, yeah, it's also mid-March and it's Wait, really- it's mid-March <laughs> there too? Yeah. That is nuts. I know. And it's really hot and steamy. So hot and steamy and sunny, in fact, that yesterday I laid out and got a little bit of color on my bod. I just think it's really interesting because we're both from South Texas because we're sisters and I moved to Montana a couple of years ago. And I remember my husband saying that he loved the cold and I remember thinking, wait, that's possible? People can love the cold? That's a thing? As soon as I allowed myself to even consider that, it was this whole other world. Isn't that super interesting when you stop resisting the things that you think you hate? It actually makes more love, not only for that thing, but for the thing that you already thought you liked. Which actually is a a good segue into our topic of the day, which is clean pain versus dirty pain. I love this topic. I love this whole concept because so many of us are operating from this dirty pain and suffering from dirty pain that is just, it's never useful and it's never necessary. This concept was originally developed, as far as we know, by Martha Beck, but we learned it from our dear friend, Jody Moore. Clean pain is the pain that we want to feel. If you've listened to our earlier episodes, 
you talk about how emotional pain goes in the F line and it's caused by our thoughts, knowing that, knowing that it's caused by our thoughts, the truth is that we could change them if we really wanted to, but clean pain is something that results from a thought that we want to keep. We want to feel this pain, such as when someone dies or you suffer some sort of loss in your life. It's part of being a human yeah, and it's something that if you didn't feel it, you would totally be missing out. You would be basically be a, robot. a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People who don't feel emotional pain are detached and they're missing out. But I mean, that's when you get into, you know, sociopaths, people who don't have feelings of pain and just only think things that aren't appropriate and feel things that aren't appropriate. And Jody Moore, when she talks about clean pain, she says that it's clean because it's cleansing. It feels painful in the moment, but when it's done, it's like when you have a really good cry over something that you're sad about. It's a relief and you've released something and you've let go through you. Yeah, I just had that experience the other day because I got a, a new a new old truck and it has a CD player in it, which is such a fun thing because cars these days don't have CD players anymore, you know? So it's so fun because I found my mom's old CD case and my mom passed away several years ago and I've just been driving around crying and it's, it's such a clean pain. It's, it's, I mean, it's grief, but you feel it run through you and it actually, at the end, it actually feels good. You know, it makes you feel better. If you were to be listening to those CDs and trying not to settle in and sink into the pain that you are feeling and that you that is appropriate and that you want to feel, if you were resisting that, all that you would end up doing is feeling this tension, this tightness of dirty pain that goes on top of it. And it's the pain of should or shouldn't and telling yourself that something's wrong or that you shouldn't be feeling what you're feeling. Right. So that's what we call dirty pain. Pain that comes from resisting your clean pain, telling yourself that something has gone wrong. If you don't do those steps that we outlined in episode two, which if you haven't listened to after this one, go back and listen. We just outlined some steps on what to do when you're in pain. If you don't go through those and you don't process your pain, you're going to get dirty pain. And dirty pain, like Sarah said, it's like a film that goes over your clean pain and just causes you to be stuck. And then you get what we call a pain sandwich. And and those are disgusting and no one wants to eat them. No, gross. The the way that you can tell if what you're experiencing is clean pain or dirty pain is to notice whether what you've been feeling, if it's acute, if it's short-lived, or if it's something you've been carrying around for a long time. So clean pain, usually if you allow it and you let it process, it will be gone. It's pretty much it's acute and it's short-lived. Whereas dirty pain, the pain that we layer on top of our clean pain or the pain that comes from resisting our clean pain ends up being something that we carry around for months or even years. I think of dirty pain as almost the chronic pain of the emotional world. Even you have physical pain that lasts and lasts and lasts, we call it chronic pain. So that's what dirty pain is. It's just chronic pain, but for your emotions. Yeah. In medicine, if an illness has been with you for, if it's less than six months, it's acute. It's less than six months, it's acute. And if it's longer, then it's 
chronic. And that just means that it's been around for a long time. Suffering, and this is what we coach our clients on, is their suffering from emotional pain. And suffering comes from your dirty pain, not your clean pain. When you have clean pain, again, it's cleansing and it's appropriate. And suffering is really only around when you're resisting or trying not to feel that cleansing appropriate pain. Or if you're in it and you're telling yourself you want to be out of it. Sometimes when you try to process pain, you think, okay, well, if I just sit with this, if I just process it for a little bit, then it'll go away. And as long as you're thinking that, it's actually not going to go away. As long as your objective is to get out of the pain or to do something so that you'll get out of the pain, you're really just resisting because you're, you have to get to the place where you're accepting of it and you're okay with being in it as long as it needs to be there. You can feel sad. You can feel emotional pain and not suffer. Right. And it's a hard one to, to understand at first, but sadness in and in of itself is not a problem. If you're a human and not a robot, you are going to be sad at certain times in your life. And I mean, imagine if you went through your whole life and you were never sad. You know, when you're reading a, a book or you're watching a movie, all of the best part of it is when someone is sad or upset and they move through that. Yeah, I mean, if you think of all the classic novels, there there aren't any that are just like, this person was born. She had a wonderful life. Right. She had a right. great marriage. No she one had wants to read that story. Yeah, it's like, who gives a shit? Like, you want to hear about the the grit that's what makes us human is to to go through these things and Bert Castillo she always says discomfort is a currency of change you don't evolve to that next step or that next kind of tier of who you want to be unless you go through go through it you got to go through the pain yeah and really if if your whole life is just you being the you that you are right now what is the point of the rest of it? You know, if you were to be where you are right now, emotionally, forever, then why does that need to continue for years and years and decades? The only reason that we continue, the only reason you keep reading a story or watching a show or a movie is because you want to see how the characters change and evolve and what they overcome and what they endure and go through and how that affects them. Right. And this isn't to say if you've been indulging in dirty pain, you know, if you lost somebody that you love or if you're just going through a hard time in your life and you you know that you're indulging in this dirty pain, this isn't to say that you should beat yourself up. It's just to say that you now are aware that that's dirty pain and that it's rumination, that it's resisting, that it's not allowing the pain. And that's the first step. That's the first step to getting out of it. It's totally normal and so human of you to want to indulge in these emotions. And when we say indulge in emotions, we're talking about worry, anxiety, and fear. And yeah, if, if you're indulging in some sort of dirty pain, that is human of you just as much as the clean pain is human because your brain likes the familiar. It likes what it knows. And sometimes it's it seems 
to your well-intentioned brain, it seems like staying in that pain that you know is better than, you know, your brain thinks you're setting yourself up for some other pain that you don't know. And at least if you know the pain, you know how to handle it. You know, it's, you could say it's comfortable, but really it's just that it's familiar. It's what you know. It's because comfortable is more of a pleasure type of emotion, whereas familiar, it's just habit. It's what you're, what you know. Remember Marianne Williamson used to always talk about the idea of sticking with what's familiar. And she would say, you know, it'll be like on the news, they'll see these stories about these children that are abused by their parents, you know, tiny children, toddlers, little kids, they're abused by their parents. But when the social workers come to take them away, or, you know, someone comes to rescue them or save them, the babies, the children, they start crying because they want to stay with their mother, not because their mother's treating them well, or because they're not, but because they know their mother and they don't know this other person. So at least this familiar pain is, it's familiar. So it's better than the alternative that they don't know. Just because clean pain is acute and short-lived doesn't mean it's not going to visit you later in life. Like I was talking about, you know, my grief for my mom. That was years ago that she, she died and it does still, still visit me, but it's not like I'm just sitting around indulging in that. When it does come back, doesn't it feel and taste a little bit different than when you first felt it? Oh, oh, totally. I mean, it's totally different and it almost feels cleaner. You're not telling yourself that you shouldn't be feeling it. You remember your mom and you feel the pain of loss, but then you feel the love attached to it. And it's right. for yourself as well as for her. So when you feel that pain, it's the love-based pain. So it's it does feel good and it's cleansing. You sometimes think that if you let go of this pain and process it, that it will mean something about your love for this person or that you can hold on to this connection with them by holding on to your pain rather than processing it. But the opposite. So like if you you talk about when you think of your mom, you feel this sort of nice pain, this happy, loving pain. Whereas if you had just been holding on to it and indulging in it all this time, thinking that, well, I'd rather stay in it because that's my connection, it would have just festered. It, you know, it doesn't, when it comes back now, it, it's fresh and it's clean on its own. Whereas when you hold on to something and it stagnates, it gets gross and it molds and it grows all kinds of dirty things on it. And that never feels good ever. Yeah. So you don't have to hold on to your pain. You don't have to be scared to let go of your pain because it doesn't mean anything about your connection with that situation or that person. If you let go of that pain, it just means that you're doing your due diligence and processing the pain and allowing yourself to to move through it. Yeah. And I know for me, a lot of times I've thought, okay, well, if I let go of this pain, I know it is going to come back when I think of this person again, or when I think of this situation again, and then I'm going to have to feel this all over again. But that's just your brain trying, your brain thinks that that's what's going to happen, but it's not what happens at all. When you actually process it and you let it move through you, when it comes back around, like I said, it's fresh. It's a different feeling altogether. You're not having to go through all that same thing. It's not like you know, you forgot about something you had to do and then you remembered and you feel all that angst about it. It's not the same thing. <laughs> because really the reason it's not the same is that you're 
you're not putting it off. Then this goes back to what we talked about in episode two about processing pain. And the same as when you procrastinate about something, what ends up happening when you push it off, you're telling yourself that you're not dealing with it and you'll just deal with it later. But really you're just continuously dealing with it over and over and over. Whereas if you just did it, it'd be done. So your brain thinks that, okay, if I really let this go through me and I let it go, then the next time it comes around, I'm going to be back where I am now having to do it all over again. But that's not true at all. Yeah, every time it does come back, you're in a different spot. You're a different person. It kind of gives you a clean slate to process that pain rather than having all this baggage that you've got to sort through in order to get to the clean pain, you know? Right, and almost like I was saying about how it festers is like if you're holding on to it, you're just piling and piling and piling. Anytime you want to actually sink into the, the real roots there, you're having to go through all the shit that you piled on top of it. Whereas if you just do it all once, let it go, let it process, and then it's done, then when it comes back, it's this light thing that you just can deal with head on and straight on. And and again, you're a different person now, so you're going to deal with it differently than you did before. Pretty much always, it's going to be, a, you're going to do better this time. It's going to feel better. And you're not having to wade through all the nonsense. And that's how you really gain traction in order to create the next evolution of who you want to be or the next iteration of, of your goal. Like that's how you get through it is by processing each step and not letting it all pile up. This is how you get traction in creating the life that you want. Next thing we wanted to remind you is that the circumstance is never what's causing your pain. So this goes back to episode one and we talked the self-coaching model. And the circumstance is the first line in the model. And then you have a thought about that circumstance. That thought creates a feeling or a vibration in your body, which we call emotion. Those emotions drive your action and then your actions create your results. And so what's important to know with clean pain, dirty pain, all emotional pain is that it's never the circumstance that's causing it. It's always, always, always your thought. Yep. The last thing that's really important here with the clean pain and dirty pain is this concept of the 50-50, which we've talked about in, I think, both of our first two episodes. When you're talking about clean pain, that is what's in the normal human experience. As humans, we are designed, and this is how every human is born to experience their life as 50% positive and 50% negative. And when we say negative, we don't mean that it's bad. We just mean that it doesn't feel wonderful. So you're supposed to, in your life, experience 50% happy, good feeling, light, nice emotions, and 50% of of your emotions are going to be sad or some sort of pain or negative feeling. Abraham Hicks calls this contrast, and I think contrast is a really good way to think about it because if you were happy all of the time your whole life, you wouldn't know how great happy is. You have to have the opposite, which is sadness, in order to appreciate how great happiness is. Yeah, it's like what we were talking about in our intro. If you don't know what coldness feels like you're you're not really going to appreciate the heat like I wouldn't say that Texans appreciate the heat because it's all I know they're just immersed in it all the time so you don't appreciate it until you live somewhere or go somewhere that's cold. Wayne Dyer talked about how there's no 
coin that only has a front. All coins have a front and a back. Any object, anything that you're talking about, there's a front because there's a back. So without the one, there wouldn't be the other. With pain, it's the same. You wouldn't know pleasure if you didn't also know pain. And so when we talk about the 50-50, we just mean that it is normal and there's nothing wrong with feeling some sort of pain or negative emotion half of the time. Our friend and coach, Brooke Castillo, talks about the 50-50 like a pie chart. So your life, your whole life is a pie chart, cut down the middle, and on the left side is the positive, and on the right side is the negative. If you were to find yourself in a building, it's a big round building, so the way it was built is that there's a wall that goes through the middle. So you have two rooms. In the one room is where positive emotion lives. And in the other room is where negative emotion lives. And so if you were to find yourself in the room with the negative emotion, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. The only problem is when you are in the room with the negative emotion and you think it's wrong and you don't want to be there. And you think, well, no, I want to be in the positive emotion room. And the way to get there really is to do what we talked about in the last episode with processing emotion. And that's basically just like opening the door in the wall. It just lets you walk right through to the other room. But when you resist the negative emotion or you try to avoid it or not be in it when you find yourself in there, it's basically like pushing on the wall. So it's like you're resisting and you're pushing on the wall hoping to get to the other side of the building and say the wall moves and it's adjustable. Sure. And you're pushing and resisting. And yes, you do end up on the other side of the building in the other half of the building, but all you've done is just created a bigger room where the negative emotion lives. You've just made the negative emotion take up more space in the building rather than getting into the other room with the positive emotion. Your natural inclination is to think, I don't want 50-50. I want 80-20. I want, right. you know, 70-30. I want to be happy more often than I'm sad. But all that does is create more pain. That thought is not useful. All that thought does is layer on the pain. It's just resistance um, is what it is. Yeah. Anytime yeah. you think I want something different than what is, it's resistance. Right. You're just pushing on that wall. You're just making more pain for yourself. When really all you have to do is open that door. All you have to do is process your pain, and sometimes you'll you'll decide that you do want to be in pain. Sometimes you'll decide you're ready to move through it. Either way is fine. It's all fine. That's all part of being human. If you just allow yourself to be in the room with the negative emotion, it's like the door opens on its own, and then you can look through it and say, well, do I really want to be in that room, or do I want to stay where I am? And then you have the option and the choice, and which you always have the choice. But the thing is that it's only when you're resisting that you find that the door is closed. In this episode, we talked about clean pain versus dirty pain. Clean pain is pain that we want to feel. Dirty pain is a pain that we layer on top of our clean pain by resisting, telling ourselves that something's gone wrong, or railing against your clean pain. We've created another worksheet, as always. It'll be in our show notes. It just goes over clean pain versus dirty pain. If you'd like it, head to our show notes or email us at info at You can also email us there if you have any questions about today's episode. 
find us on social. We're on Facebook and Instagram at The Pain Coaches or join our private community called The Pain Coaches Group where we can dive into this in more detail. Next week, we're going to be talking about how other people can't hurt you. It's going to be great. So if you need help essentially seeing that door or opening that door, that's where self-coaching really helps. If you can't get there with self-coaching, show us your models and we'll, we'll show you where your blind spots are, help you move through it. I'm Sarah Reed. And I'm Karen Lindy. And we are the Pain Coaches. Woohoo!